I picked a, a couple passages today uh, just to read. Uh, the first one is from 2 uh, Corinthians verse 5 and uh, starting with verse 17 here. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. <clears throat> and then also from Colossians. And this is uh, chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, to which indeed we were called in the one body, and, and be thankful. <clears throat> and that got me thinking about um, resentment. <clears throat> and there was a quote from a lady named Shannon uh, Alder. And she says, uh, anger resentment and jealousy do not change the hearts of others it only changes ours and these are the the words of god um for each and every one of us here today and as we uh enter into this lenten season and uh, thinking about lent being a an invitation uh, to live anew to have new hearts um i've asked myself the question um it's a saying that I've heard quite often that everybody grows old, but not everybody grows up. Everybody grows old, but not everybody grows up. So what does it mean? Uh, if you reflect on that, what does it mean to grow up? What does it mean for us to grow up? So let's take a, a few moments just to, to pray and to reflect on that. Let us let us pray in silence here. <clears throat> Anybody with uh, just some thoughts or ideas uh, as far as what do you think it might mean to, for you at least to, to grow up? It's kind of exciting that we can continue to grow <laughs> as we get older. A lifelong journey, uh, growing more mature, more, more like Christ, uh, being more, more kind and more graceful and more forgiving. And it's... Um, it's something that we do alone. And, and the, what got me started on this in our, our book, uh, uh, Nguyen said in ministry, and we're all in ministry together, he said, we help people to let go of their resentments. And, and resentment can be one thing that prevents us from truly letting go and letting God and, and truly becoming more, uh, more purposeful in life and having a, a more graceful life. Uh, and Sister Joan uh, Chittister, uh, I have a Lenten series from her. She says that Lent is about becoming, doing, and changing whatever it is that is blocking the fullness of life in us right now. She says Lent is a summons to live anew, to be new creations, as Paul says. And so Saul, and, and who became Paul, because he changed a lot. He became a new person. But initially he lived with a, a great deal of, of anger and hate, and he persecuted people of the way of Christ in order to preserve an older way of life that he truly believed in. That was his perspective that he grew up with, and he was trying to preserve that way of life. And so during Lent, it's, it's a time that we can ask, what are we hanging on to, and what are we trying to to preserve? What do we need to let go of? And that's where we turn inward and we look at our, our thoughts and our patterns that we might not even be aware of. 
And lately, I know I've enjoyed uh, reconnecting with some old high school friends who I haven't seen in, in decades. And for the most part, we've just talked on the phone and I've seen some pictures of them. For the most part, we simply would not recognize each other physically because we changed so much. We've grown old and soft like an easy chair, but occasionally I can recognize their smile or a certain light in their eyes in a picture that I look at of them. So we know it's guaranteed that we're going to change physically. That, that's a given. But how much transformation takes place within our hearts? How much do we change from the inside out? And that's where I love that expression. Everybody grows old, but not everybody grows up. And my prayer for myself and all of us is that we can just continue to grow up and staying in one spot for a while, it's it's really good to see how people change and how, how their hearts change and just becoming more patient and more forgiving. And to grow up spiritually, and this is just echoing a lot of the, the words that many of you have shared, to grow up spiritually or to grow up in our faith is to let that peace of Christ rule in our hearts. To grow up in Christ is to have the mind of Christ, to clothe ourselves in love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It's learning to forgive and to let go, to see the goodness in one another, to accept responsibility for our actions. And so during Lent, it's a time that we can <clears throat> ask ourselves, and we do this throughout the year, but especially during Lent, Am I stuck? Am I stuck in life? Or am I continuing to grow, to become more mature, more gentle and more patient and, and more generous and more kindness? Am I being more patient? And I've shared this story uh, a few times, but one thing that I like about stories is we see different parts of the story in different angles. And uh, many of you uh, who've been in our church for a while, you remember Bill Johnson. Uh, he was just a real colorful member of our, our church, and, and Bill was a storyteller. And one of the things that he had in mind, he wanted uh, Bill loved to have his cigar and a glass of scotch every day. And he kind of took it upon himself. He wanted me to learn how to smoke a cigar and drink a, <laughs> a little scotch and he would invite me over to his house and he had no success whatsoever. And it was just a, a disaster. And I don't, don't particularly like cigars, but Bill would tell these stories when he was smoking his cigar and drinking his scotch. And he would always draw me into this big story and I would fall for it every time. He would just draw me in. And so Bill, as many of you know, uh, he was married to Phyllis for over 60 years. And, and Bill was also a photographer for the, the Denver Post, for those you don't know. So he was a storyteller. And he always said, I like to add a little salt and pepper on my stories there. And so Bill would start telling these stories. And he's been married all these years. And he said, Craig, he said, Phyllis and I have only had one argument our entire marriage. And I just perked up. I go, oh, this is it. I'm going to get all this wisdom and find out the secret to life and relationships. 
And so he just drew me in. He said, yeah, we've only had one argument. And I said, really, Bill? I said, what, what, what's going on? He goes, well, the, the first night that Phyllis and I got married, we had an argument. And he goes, and we haven't stopped since. <laughs> so, and uh, I think about that quite often. And there's a lot of truth, even though he was joking, a lot of truth to what Bill was saying. Because we often repeat and hang on to old grievances and slights and wrongs, whether they're real or perceived. And so we just have that same argument over and over and over again. And so quite often, it's the same argument that we get into, not only with our spouse or significant others, but other people, because we carry that resentment and we're unable to let it go. Philip Yancey, uh, and he wrote a great book called uh, What's So Amazing About Grace. <clears throat> he says, resentment means literally to feel again. Resentment clings to the past and we relive it over and over and over again. Resentment picks each fresh scab so that the world, so that the wound rather never heals. Every time it starts to heal, we just pick at it again and it just reopens that old wound. To be resentful is very human and it's very normal, but it prevents us from truly growing up and becoming new creations. And resentment is as old as Adam and Eve. Martin Luther said he kind of imagined Eve saying, you ate the apple first and that's why we're in this fix. And then Adam would reply, but you gave it to me and have this ongoing disagreement. And we read about Cain who gets angry with God for accepting his brother Abel's offering, but not his own. And Cain buries his anger under feelings of resentment. And this re resentment grows and grows until he eventually kills his brother. So what do we do with our resentment and with our anger, because we are going to have it. It's a part of life. Usually we deny it, we ignore it, and quite often we pass it on to someone else. And this is what Cain is doing. He's just passing on that anger and resentment and it comes out in extreme violence towards his brothers. We might not be quite that violent as Cain, but we, we, we pass on that, that anger, that resentment to our spouse, to our friends, to people we love dearly. And we find ourselves in these fights. And this happens at every level, even as a country. We pass on our resentment and anger to others. So if we bury or, or hang on to our resentment, we don't have a, a healthy outlet to, to work with it. It can really destroy us. And it's just a, a vicious cycle of violence and anger that we just repeat over and over again and nothing really changes. This is where I find so much comfort in Paul's words that everything old has passed away, everything has become new. And Paul knows that he's a new person, that he is growing up. So how do we change? How do we become new creations and have this new life 
How do we move beyond the same old arguments and patterns day after day <clears throat> and eventually year after year? And Richard Rohr, he wrote a, a great meditation that I read this week, and I'd encourage you all to, to Google it or look it up. And it's called Healing Our Violence and Letting Go of the Pain Body. Healing Our Violence and Letting Go of Our Pain Bodies. It's really good. And he said the first step that we need to take to move beyond the temptation to ne negativity or, or hanging on to resentment, that desire for revenge or getting even, is to recognize that we have it. I think one of you mentioned that as far as growing mature. Recognize that we do have resentment and anger or this hostility. And Julian of Norwich, she calls it contrariness. Freud called it the ego. Paul calls it the flesh. And Thomas Merton simply called it the false self. And so the next time that we are offended, uh, that we're upset about something, next time we, we take offense or our feelings get hurt, ask yourself, what part of me is actually upset? And this is that maturity, just spending time with it. What part of me is actually upset? And we'll normally discover it's the false self, not who we truly are. And then we can gently move back to our true identity in God and realize that we are forgiven. We are beloved children. We are children of God. Roar says that we can waste a whole day or longer feeding that hurt. And when I read that, I, that would be incredible to have to only nurse that wound for one day. <laughs> but usually it's quite longer. We can nurse a wound and keep it going for our entire life, feeding that herd until it seems to have a life of its own. And in fact, that herd or pain can start possessing us. And Cain is consumed, he is possessed by his brother's blessing and it destroys him and he eventually destroys Abel. And we can see this playing out in our day-to-day -day life, not only as individuals, but as a community, as a nation, and as a global community. We just pass on our pain and our resentment. And we can't seem to break out of the cycle. And we have those moments that show us there is a different way. Eckhart Tolle calls this possession uh, our, our pain body. And that all of us have a pain body to different degrees. And I'm not necessarily talking about a physical pain here, just that spiritual, emotional pain. And so the question for us is really, what do we do with this pain, with this resentment? How much will we identify with it? And Eckhart Tolle says, this accumulated pain, this resentment and anger is a, a negative energy field. It makes us negative and judgmental, angry, cynical, critical, short-tempered, and even quite violent sometimes. And we can observe this energy in ourselves as, as a knee-jerk, self-protective reaction to everything around us. And we all have a pain body to different degrees because it's part of being human. But the good news 
the very good news for all of us is that we can, by the grace of God, usually gradually let go of our resentments or our pain body. We can let go and let God, we can let go of past hurts and wrongs. And the way we do this is through forgiveness. <clears throat> Philip Yancey says, forgiveness alone can halt the cycle of blame and pain, breaking the chain of ungrace. And forgiveness means literally to release, to hurl away, or to free ourselves. And forgiveness is usually a long process. Think of Jesus saying 70 times seven. We just, it's a process of, of letting go of the pain. It's a long process. It involves a lot of contemplative prayer, growing older in our life experiences, reflection, being honest about what we've done and haven't done. And it's also being part of a community, especially a faith community that supports us in our efforts to let go of our resentment and our anger and to enter into life. Nguyen says in community, we help each other let go of our resentments and our pain. And in Christ, we, we stop eating all that resentment. Sometimes we just eat it and, and feast upon it. <clears throat> and we start eating the love, the joy, and the peace of God. And we call this communion. And that can happen in many different ways. With grace and the support of a faith community, with the hundreds of years of tradition that we can draw upon, with the example of people from Julian of Norwich to Mother Teresa, and even drawing on the witness of people that we grew up with and that we know, maybe our parents or grandparents or a good friend, they show us how to let go and how to forgive and to move on with life despite the very difficult circumstances that they have faced. And so we have all these witnesses that are showing us the way and encouraging us and telling us, you can do this. You can live life fully. And I think about where we are today. And I've got just, just talking with people, there's a general feeling of we're moving to a, a, a greater lightness. And we're coming out of the pandemic. People are getting vaccinated. Easter and spring are on the way. And it is time to let life in again. It's time to let life in again. So my prayer for all of us is that we may start letting go of our resentments. Maybe pick one of them. Recognize that we have them. Let go of one resentment and ask God for that help. And may we continue to drink the wine of God's grace. And may the peace of God rule in our hearts. Amen.